This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This week's edition of the Detroit Sports Rag Podcast, our Christmas episode uh, for the uh, Atheist Jew, and uh, today we have a special guest because Spiro decided to no-shoe at about 4.10, tell me he couldn't make it. He is going to tonight's Oakland University-Michigan State uh, matchup at the Palace of Auburn Hills. And he was supposed to be here for the first hour at least, but then he completely just bailed. So in his stead, we have professional broadcaster Jasper Apollonia. And no, I'm not making up that name. That's his real name. Straight from the, uh, what, Syracuse School of Broadcasting? Oh, that's the Newhouse. SI Newhouse oh. School of Broadcasting. You better better know it. The new, they, didn't, they haven't renamed it after their most successful... Graduate to date, Matt Derrick? No, they have not. They're uh, he's second in line, I think, behind my my good friend Michael Rothstein. So, yeah, uh, no, it's it's great. Are you to the be only non Jew who's ever attended this uh, school? Well, I, actually, I, Mike Tarico's. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, me, 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 Mike Tarico, and Ted Koppel. So that, that's about it. Ted Koppel? Yeah, he's not Jewish. I, well, I knew Ted Koppel went there. I have no <laughs> clue, man. I what? Uh, actually, there's going to be a Ted Koppel tie-in to this uh, show, mm-hmm. as I think Ted Koppel was the uh, host of Nightline. He, he was? When... The original. Yes, but when Mitch Album reconnected with his uh, teacher, Maury, it was because of a Nightline episode where, uh, you know, with his, with his dying teacher. Yeah. And that's how the book... Tuesdays with Maury came about. So, you know, six degrees of separation with the Detroit Sports Rug podcast. We're going to have some Mitch Album news. If you're a fan of the website, you probably already know what that is. We will be discussing that later. We got a lot, we got a lot to get to tonight. 
Though we uh, got a ton to get to tonight. Uh, a ton. We've got the Kelly Stafford stuff. We got the album book signing. We've got some of the fallout from the uh, Tom Killer Kowalski uh, charity event last week, and uh, well, a big, I, a big interview too. It's six o'clock. We are going to have um, having some technical difficulties here at the uh, Ferndale Podcast Detroit Studios, but I hope everything is okay now. Uh, what I was saying, it's six o'clock. We're going to have a special guest, Jason Fielder, who is a sports anchor, sports director at WNEM. Uh, in mid-Michigan, who made some national news last week with a uh, broadcast dedicated to the Howard Stern Show, and we're going to interview Jason about uh, the fallout from that and you know how he got the idea and how long he's been a Stern fan and things like that. And another special guest we can't even mention. It's, it's just so mind-blowing, Jasper. We can't even get into it. I uh, Well, I, I have to say I got this guy through a Syracuse connection of mine, his son, uh, attends Syracuse with me. He's a buddy of mine. I called in a little bit of a favor, and uh, hopefully this is somebody that Jason is really going to like, and I think all of our listeners are really going to enjoy him too. I love that we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Almost none of it is sports-related, no. so this is a very, very apropos Detroit broadcast. Yeah, when Spiro leaves, <laughs> we just go to talking everything but sports. He's well, the that's, anchor. That's what professional yeah. sports talk yeah. is supposed to sound See, like, right? We, we bring in someone who's actually proficient at this and is studying for it, and, mm-hmm. and this is what happens. And we so, which leads sports. us to our first topic, <laughs> me bombing you for something you did the other day on the uh, our DSR forums, or one of the... Uh, branches of that dsr forum plus right you know i'm a lot older than you i'm twice as old as you i'm 43 and obviously a big star wars fan i saw star wars um in the theater the original i was actually alive for that and have been waiting since about what 1983 for another good star wars movie to come out because the you know the the uh prequels were all total uh, absolute urine. Uh, what? You didn't like uh, Jar Jar Binks? No, not a big fan. You didn't think Queen Amidala was a stirring and uh, captivating character? Well, I like Natalie Portman. <laughs> yes. But, but anyway, so, so you know, I've been, I've been spending the last three or four months trying to completely avoid any spoilers, any discussion of Star Wars at all. I deleted my Twitter account on Tuesday for my phone because I didn't want to accidentally see anything. And we're not going to spoil anything here, so don't worry about it. If you, don't, you don't have to shut off. Uh, that's the whole purpose of this discussion. And then I wake up Friday morning. I am going to see a 10 o'clock showing so I don't have to hear anything and nothing gets spoiled. And what do I read? A post by you on the uh, DSR forums giving way too much information out. Way too much. And don't even repeat what you said. No, 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 case, no, no, no. Because no. I said on, on Twitter and on Facebook, I will not comment on any spoilers, any part of the story. I won't even give a review, an up or down about it for two weeks. And then you come on and start talking about the story, and you start talking about the, the acting. Story. Yeah. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, saying that Carrie Fisher's face no longer can physically move is not a spoiler. I'm not giving anything away there. There's a reason she hasn't been in movies since uh, before I was a twinkle in my father's eye, okay? There, there's a reason she doesn't do them anymore. Uh, 
that's not really giving anything away. Saying that they could have edited a couple of minutes out of so- certain I wanted areas. to go in with no predisposition at all. But, okay. And, uh, and but then, I avoided then, everything until you posted. But then, Moss, then you can't be on in the world. Then you need to go in a freaking bunker. I don't I can swear. You need to go in a <laughs> fucking bunker, okay? Lock yourself away. Get yourself a couple cans of Spam or something and just chill the fuck out. Because the fact of the matter is, you're not going to be able to get away with it. It's everywhere. You, it's I, I, I got away from everything but you. You then were the get only place. Facebook off. No, I didn't think the dark OSR was a place where I had to worry about it. I didn't give you a single spoiler. No, I didn't. I didn't you already apologized for what you did. What? And what you did was you changed expectations based on what you. Now, look, 99.99% of movies, what you did would have been fine. Okay? Not Star Wars. You can't do that for a Star Wars movie. That's it. Now, look, if I, last week Spiro and I were talking about Spotlight, but people aren't trying to avoid spoilers for Spotlight at all. If anything, I'm helping giving, you know, advertising to the movie. People maybe know, didn't know about it. You know, they'd go see it because it's kind of an independent movie. Star Wars didn't need your help, uh, Jasper. I almost so, called you Spirit. Yeah. They didn't need your help. So, you okay, didn't need to say okay. anything for two weeks. So you're Nobody should me, say anything for two weeks. So you're telling me that if that if somebody had warned you about the Phantom Menace before you went in, you wouldn't have sucked their dick <laughs> for, for keeping you <laughs> no, out of look, that theater? No, I was obviously I'm gonna go see all of the movies yeah, regardless. But, but I don't want my expectations altered. And that's what you did. And I'm watching the movie thinking, I don't even know what you're talking about because you were wrong on everything you said. Okay. Except for maybe Carrie Fisher, which is obvious. So then, great. So then, because you have the ability to make up your own mind, I just said, hey, this is a spoiler-free, this is what I think they could have done to improve the movie in some way. That's spoiling it. That is spoiling it. It's not. There's a different threshold of spoilers for Star Wars. Talking about the technical aspects He already apologized. I don't know why he's because this is technical aspects. <laughs> Did you give away stuff that like happened during the movie? No, nothing. I no, gave away zero plot points. He was yeah, but he Didn't was critiquing even the, the length point. of it and and the editing. And I don't even you deleted what you said, so I can't even remember because everything. Because I was getting destroyed by you morons. Night. Everybody thought you were wrong. Every mouth breathers. Okay. You can't make up your own opinions okay. based on nothing. Okay, we're going to drop this and go to an actual sports topic, kind of. But I want to just give you a warning right now. May 16th, 2017, keep your fucking mouth shut <laughs> when the next one comes out, okay? I just, just, there's, there's like five movies in the history of mankind where you can't say anything but about then, the movie before it comes out. To, Star the, Wars is one of them. All Any Star Wars movie from here but, on in, nothing. Nobody should say anything. And I said, anyone who spoils this movie, which there are people who are doing that online. Those people are I'm assholes. not talking about you. Those people should be castrated, neutered, and put and thrown into an internment camp. And I'm not even joking. Said the there's, Jew. <laughs> there's not that, yes. There is not that much in life looking that's worth looking forward to. But you know what? Life you- is a miserable trek through garbage. Like being in the trash compactor of the original movie. That's life. We have very few things that really give us hope. 
Star Wars is one of them. And then you come in and trample all over it by telling us how long trample it is. Trample all it's, over it. All right. Oh, my God. If you could run your legs half as well as you run your mouth, you wouldn't have been compared to Jabba the Hutt That's on multiple true. occasions oh, yeah. by myself. But so. Thank you very much. All right. So the next topic oh, that, that was a uh, big, big DSR to-do in the last few days is our old friend Kelly B. Hall Stafford. And, 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 it's, and, it, and it really is amazing. She's, you know, Matthew Stafford's been here since 2009. She has been up to her antics almost ever since. Uh, she, she was first Matthew's girlfriend who came here from University of Georgia as a cheerleader. Nothing uh, cliched about that at all. Then she went to be the fiance, and now they're married. One constant has been that she has never kept her mouth shut during any of those. Uh, Periods. Unbelievable. I've never written an article about Kelly Stafford up until this week. What? Never. I'd never written one. That uh, I mean, I'd, I almost I'd, like remember you no, having I'd, written an article. No, about I her, com- I'd commented crazy. her on Twitter and, and on the Facebook forums and everything, but I'd never got upset enough to really write a full article about it up until this past weekend. And you, unless you've been living under a cave, and you're, you know, if you're listening to the DSR pad, podcast, I'm sure you know about it. So I'm going to give you an abridged version of it. What occurred? But she. Had tickets to go see the Monday night football game last night at the Superdome in New Orleans. And she had bought some extra tickets. Nobody on the DSR had ever accused her of, you know, these the tickets that we're going to be discussing being tickets that the family got or that she got them from the Lions or anything. These were tickets that she supposedly had purchased on StubHub. Well, she didn't make that clear at first. No, no, not at first, but she clarified it. But anyway... Her grandfather got ill. Hopefully her grandfather's feeling better. Uh, no ill will towards any of the members of the Hall family, other than maybe Kelly. But she had these five tickets that were face value, I think, around $1,500. And she put them on StubHub. No problem with putting them on StubHub at all. She wanted to sell those tickets. You know, I, I understand your, your, your husband probably by the time his career is over will be, may have made well over $200 million dollars. That's before endorsements. But look, you want to you recoup your money. It's America. No problem at all. But then she went one step further when it would appear that those tickets, those, those very elite tickets were not being purchased by anyone on StubHub. She went on her Instagram account and tried to get people to buy them through that uh, social media platform. 99 probably percent of the people who follow her on Instagram do so because she is the wife of the Detroit Lions starting quarterback. She was utilizing an advertising gimmick that nobody else on StubHub really has the opportunity to do. And she was doing it in her husband's name, basically. Because anything she does is tied into him. And I thought it was gross. I thought it was ridiculous. And I thought she put her husband once again in an untenable position and bringing negative attention. And it wasn't just me who thought this was, you know, idiotic behavior because people on her Instagram were bombing her left and right. Though there's a reason that uh, online publications that we won't name because uh, fuck them uh, wrote articles in defense of Kelly B. Hall Stafford. We can herself. mention it. Busted coverage. No, why? Why give them the advertising? I, um, but, I, I really don't have a lot against busted coverage, but these websites that but, but these websites love her because they give content. But because 
here they love this is their this is their idea of content busted coverage, and we'll talk about it for one second. Sure. Showing pictures of Kelly Stafford half nude drinking vodka on a beach. Mm-hmm. Showing pictures of Connor Cook's sister. Uh, it, she's she's really someone that really should get attention. That it's all clickbait websites. It's, it's the same thing. Regurgitation that, content. Yes, that that uh, total frat move and uh, what's it called again? The, the the frat boy one, whichever. There's a million of them. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't read yeah. I don't read them. Uh, Barstool. Yeah. They've made their living on that. It, showing pictures of hot women. It's tactical this time. Guess what? Sex sells. Uh, but the 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 thing that's so obnoxious and you and you really hit on that is this is first off I, I she did not clarify in her first post that these were tickets she had bought don't you think that if you are the wife of an NFL player who probably does get a lot of free tickets that you should probably say hey by the way guys I'm not these are tickets that, I bought yeah, that's her but that's her MO she doesn't owe anyone any explanation of oh, she, of course. That, I mean that's and and that's it, that's her. Well, that's you know, her. She is going to say what she wants. She thinks she's like this social media crusader. She's going to dis- defend her husband at all costs, even if it comes at the price of bombing the team's fans fan base that have seen just about even, everything well, even, over the last six. She has no concept of of what it's like to be a Lions fan. She came here. With her fake boobs in 2009, dropped off here like a little child in the forest, not understanding the last 50 plus years of the history of this team. And she that's how she behaves. And it's completely aggravating to any Lions fan who suffered for years. You know, she's gone after, she's defended him, which defending him's fine, okay, I guess, against coaches saying that he's not. You know, maybe intelligent enough to be a quarterback. Yeah. I, I defended her on that. I really didn't have a problem with that. But when she goes after fans uh, with her incessant hashtags, uh, which she which she used to do on Twitter, which I believe her her account got deleted because I'm sure her her husband well and told and, her get the hell off. And of that's Twitter. something that again she doesn't understand reflects poorly on him as well. It reflects poorly on him because she is a reflection of him in the public eye at least. And it's something that I know bugs him. It bugs him. He well, doesn't and, like it. And, and I posted this on on, on uh, Facebook the other day on our forums. Their personalities are so divergent. It's bizarre. He's a he's a quiet, yeah. smart dude. He's a smart guy. Right. Matthew Stafford is not a dumb guy, and no. that's why you and I and everyone really who who knows him in any sort of real way is is that he's got one of the highest. Wonderlick scores, I'm pretty sure, in, in league history. Right. Which was the whole thing about Lombardi attacking his yeah. intelligence was stupid, and which I defended him on. But he obviously has some sort of blind spot when it comes to his now wife. And like, like, like I had mentioned, a couple years ago, Stafford and Kelly were uh, at LAX airport. And they were standing at one of those porter's tables outside the airport where you check in your luggage. And because it was LAX... There was a TMZ cameraman just hanging around looking for, you know, a Kardashian to show up so they can run some story on TMZ Live. Make 100 bucks. Right. And the cameraman really didn't know who Stafford was. It didn't look like – I think he had typical Stafford having his tiger hat, like, over his face so you can't even see him. And Kelly started, like, broadcasting who they were, wanted to be on camera, 
and Stafford was like just turning away, didn't want to have anything to do with it. And to me, that little TMZ clip that they showed on the website of the two of them interacting says everything you need to know about their relationship. The star quarterback doesn't want attention, and his wife is out there hawking tickets on Instagram, not understanding the optics of the situation are horrible. And, of course, you're, you're going to get people bombing you. So what I tried to do was purchase two of the tickets from her. And I went on StubHub, and it was for, for a bit it was going to be costly, but when does the DSR ever not put their money where their mouth is? It was going to cost $700 to buy two of those tickets after the fees, which is more than the actual face value of the seats. And I kept trying to do it. And it wouldn't let me. And I posted the message that I was getting, why whatever it was, whatever the, the error was, because I think she pulled them. I think all the heat, you know, she never wants to look like she's backing down, but I think she pulled them. And so that's why I could, so I couldn't buy them. She then I think complained, like I didn't have. She said something about I didn't have time to research who to give the tickets away to. So okay, like my, I, I didn't have time. It took me literally less than fifteen minutes. New. Orleans Charities. Yeah, yeah. I typed it in Google. I found the uh, Children's Hospital of uh, New Orleans. Well, who knows if she can even fucking spell. So. Right. Well, you don't have to spell it. It's C-H-N-O-L-A. It's NOLA and <laughs> yeah. Children's Hospital. So I found that, literally, sent an email to someone there. They responded like within 90 seconds. I purchased four other tickets on StubHub, sent them to the, uh, the charity people there, and a couple, I guess kids from the children's hospital who are fighting some disease i don't know what it is hopefully they're getting better had went to uh, the Lupus. superdome yeah and watched the lions beat their beloved saints <laughs> yesterday which kind of backfired but it did the whole thing literally from the thought of giving some tickets to kids for charity who are sick it took 90 less than 90 minutes to do the whole entire damn thing. I, I was going to say typical DSR just spending a lot of money for a big FU to some poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt well when it was 28 to 3, I'm thinking I hope I didn't kill the kid. Yeah. Like <laughs> like there's there's some there's some there's some kid with cancer fighting it tooth and nail. He just wanted Drew the, Brees to get a win the pediatric, for him. The pediatric oncology department. He goes to the game and Golden Tate is running up and down the field. Oh my God! Eric Ebron had the game of his life. Uh, Eric Ebron Timmy. killing little Timmy. L- little Timmy. He died because Eric Ebron was a fucking <laughs> asshole. Thanks a lot, Jeff Moss. Right. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Oh my. Oh, no, everything but- the DSR has ever done. <laughs> Try to Fuck do something good. over. Every, we, we can't do anything good. It's always a backfire. Oh god. Well, she she and her big dumb fake rock hard porn star tits just need to what? shut up. <laughs> I'm serious, and I I don't mean that because she's Where an athlete. Where does Spiro go? I, <laughs> I I I'm I'm just saying. Like, look, I have no issue if an athlete's wife wants to have causes that she's into, things that she wants to bring attention to. That's awesome. If you have a platform, one that you wouldn't have otherwise, and you use that to do good things, that's fucking fantastic. I'm all well, for that. Well, that's the crazy part. But- the craziest part about all of this is she looks like a pariah now when they have done great things for charity. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's she, has, she needs a 
PR representative or something because this woman doesn't understand how she, she reflects needs poorly duct tape when she talks, on her mouth when she talks about her being a fan of the team and then disses the other fans who have been here their whole lives. Forget how that. do you not Forget understand? That. Like Sh- the, the, this has become national. It was on TMZ, Fox Sports. It's gone everywhere. This story about her trying to sell these tickets went viral. Every media sports entity has discussed it in the last 72 hours, okay? This is a this is a guy and a this Stafford gave a million dollars, which we're <laughs> going to get to very shortly. Yeah. A million dollars to build a rec center in Detroit. And supposedly, not only did he give the million dollars and he didn't just write a check. Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford supposedly like once a week go to this rec center and hang out and play with the kids. Yeah. But that is not the focus because of her stupidity. That's what people should be talking but, about, about how the two of them are helping out the community. But because she's so dumb and pulls crap like this, this becomes the focus. I'm probably the only person who's even giving them fair time and telling them about the other stuff that they do. But she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it, and she obviously never will until – I mean, she's posting – the other couple weeks ago – Stafford was getting fined by the NFL for wearing wrong shoes, and she goes on her Instagram and shows and takes a screen grab of a conversation that she has with Matthew about the shoes, but it had other stuff about when he was coming back from the airport. I think if someone was he had a stomach ache or something, and she's posting it on Instagram. Like if my wife posted that stuff on Instagram, like a private conversation between the two of them, I, I wouldn't really be that happy. And I'm just some schmuck with a website. He I'm should not- ground her. Like no phone privileges, no internet. He you took know, Twitter she's away. Worse than a, well, and she went got Instagram. Is yeah. that, if that's not a kid thing to do, well, like, oh, you took away my Wii. All right, I'm gonna go play the Xbox. Like, and it's and it's not like he's a apparently bad she guy. did drugs when she was younger and her brain stopped maturing at like 14. <laughs> that's the other thing. She went. She's in like a registered nurse. She went to nursing school. I think at wow. Oakland U. She's not a dummy. She, just she has should no know better. Sense. It's like it's. It, and her brother's a professional football player. Their family, they, she comes from a family I think that's probably well-to-do. Yeah. So does Matthew. There's like This isn't like she's some white trash trailer person who's just fell into money and acts like a complete imbecile. She should know better. And it, it, it just... It, it just really – we could talk about this all day because it's, it's very entertaining. But I, I did like a lot of the people on Twitter when I, I posted the picture with the, web, with the um, article with those huge giant – I mean, hands I, I, with that cr- cross around. Yeah. Like, if, that's an interesting juxtaposition. Yes, that's that would, the word that you're would looking for. All right, mm-hmm. talking about the $1 million donation uh, that Stafford gave to charity, uh, which is a nice segue into our next topic. Transitions, baby. That's yeah. what it's all about in the professional broadcasting business. Right. Thank you. I, please leave some notes for me. Over no the, problem. I'm going I'm to I'm lower my voice really yeah. quick, too. You'll, you'll be co-hosting the next two weeks uh, since Spiro will be going to Michigan State, Alabama. Oh, by the way, we should give credit. Spiro did give those two tickets away to the, the Wounded Warriors. He had two extra tickets to the That's awesome. Cotton Bowl, and he gave those tickets away. So the DSR doing their charitable uh, best Next, next thing you know, those vets are going to be like homeless. Oh, by the way, here's the worst. <laughs> they're gonna, they're yeah, not right. going to be able to pay their. They're like the. They're not going to get the call yeah. that their mortgage is going right. getting due, like because they're at the stadium. It'll be like some American sniper ending <laughs> yeah. at the at at the Dallas at the stadium. <laughs> like like someone followed him home from the from the uh, shooting range. Yeah, like before yeah, the, yeah. 
if it's if it's it's just DSR contaminated, really. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing good. Oh, here's the other before we go to the Mitch album stuff. One other funny thing. So when I donated the tickets to the Children's Hospital of New Orleans, they followed me on Twitter. Okay. So now they're following me on Twitter. So now everything I post on Twitter, I'm thinking this charitable organization is reading this. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> what did we I, do? I'm go- I, I literally, I think I'm gonna have to mute them because I don't want them seeing what actually comes from my mouth or my keyboard on a regular basis. They think I'm this great guy who gave, gave four tickets away. They they have no clue. You did it. Out you of can spite. be an asshole, but have a heart too. I, yeah, but you did do it out of spite, which is I kind of did it out of spite. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. Yeah, I mean, I did it out of spite. But look. Hey, something good came out of it. No, though, it didn't. The well, kids no. watched them, their team get well, railroaded whatever. by the by the lions. They at least got to go to the game, and yeah, they probably had decent seats, right? Yeah, they probably. So, did. yeah, there's a picture on Twitter. That's probably all that matters the, to them. They actually. They, oh, really? Yeah, that's they, good. Uh, yeah, they did t- take a picture, and the the charity had had tweeted it out. So I'll retweet that. You in should. Our first It'll make a couple people like you. Yeah, that's I like, like <laughs> I said. Like I said on Schuling's show yesterday, if anyone thinks I did this to be looked at as a good person, um, that that ship sailed a lot. I'm just saying, it can't hurt. You should just uh, you should just print out copies of that picture and hand it out at yeah, the right, killer's party. Right. At killer's party. I'm next really year. I'm really not that big of a monster. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about uh, the Mitch album thing, which which displayed the fact that I am a monster. On Sunday, he had a, a book signing for his new uh, novella. Frankie Strings or something. I don't. The the, fa- the five the people fi- you no. the five dead guitarists you meet in heaven. Yeah, Frankie Pesto. Who? Oh, what a great name for a protagonist, by the way. <laughs> Frankie Pesto. Yeah, who gave it to him? Who that idea? George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he's having a book signing for his new book at Costco over by uh, Auburn Hills, the over by the Palace over there. And I had the brilliant idea that we could just like goof on him. Uh, by going to this book signing and getting him to sign the book with some, you know, dagger at him. So Mahir Bahatnagar, the uh, stuttering John of the Detroit sports rag and I, went to Costco, spent an hour in a line. The guy does have his fans. Uh, There was at least, I don't know, 200 menopausal women I was going to say, a lot, lot of lonely housewives out there. Oh, my Lord. There was a lot of housewives in front of me. I, I only counted like five men. This thing snaked around Costco, this line. Like, like I said, it took an hour just to get to, to, to album. And there was like maybe two men other than Mahir and myself, if you want to label us men. But we – so – we get there. What a dagger at me here. Yeah, well. Poor guy's not even here to defend himself. No, that's, that's true. I, I shouldn't really. I, I can rip on myself. I shouldn't. I shouldn't rip on me here. So here is what we got inscribed into uh, the books that we purchased. And I sp- actually spent $30 on Mitch Album books, which I'm sure is going to rebuild a hut in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get once more. By, by Indirect the way, charity. Before you read these, we really should have Taylor Phillips reading these. Yeah, but really. We should have. We should have. Yeah, I, I, next time. I screwed up. So one of the books, the one that I uh, had album sign, says, To Mateen Cleaves, Sincerely Dr. Football. <laughs> <laughs> now, he looks at this. So when we get in line, the woman's like, you're not going to have a lot of time with Mitch, so can you take this sticky note and write down what you want on the book? And then you, you know, then you can, you'll have a little, you could talk and chat with him a little, but at least he'll know how to personalize the book. So we write this sticky note down, and he, he grabs the book, and, and he looks at it, and then no, he's like, 
you really want me to sign this? Like, <laughs> like, for anyone who doesn't know, and Jessica looks like is looking like, why? yeah, I'm, I'm a little why? confused she, about yeah. life right okay. now. Okay, so Mateen Cleaves. The reason that we made it out to Mateen Cleaves is because album about I don't know what 11, 12 years ago wrote this famous article. Okay, about Michigan State basketball. Uh, Playing in what the Final Four was it Jasper? Or the oh eight? no, that was I think a Sweet Sixteen actually. Okay. but yeah, okay, it was Elite Eight or whatever it was. And he wrote the article okay. before the game started, and said that former Spartans Mateen okay. Cleves and Jason Richardson were in attendance and they were cheering on the Spartans and huh? they were happy about the win and all of this stuff. And then he filled in after the after yeah. the game all of the other stuff. Well, yes. it turns out that Mateen Cleves and Jason Richardson. Richardson had planned on going to the game, but they never made it. Their like plane got canceled or something, so yeah. they never. So they watched it at home. Well, album had talked to him earlier in the week. He had no idea on Friday night or whatever it was <laughs> that they weren't there. So he writes this article and it recites like seventeen different times how Richardson and Cleves, who were on the two thousand championship team, were happy to see the next generation uh-huh. win and all this stuff, and they weren't there. And wow, so. Which would get anybody else in the world fired. That, that is a fabricated well, story. Yeah, but Oprah made him like a, a legend. Well, this is a thing, okay? So, this was that. after, this was already after Tuesdays with Maury had made him an absolute Right, so he's national, like untouchable. Right, he was untouchable. <laughs> so he, would, he refused to apologize. He basically like blamed his editor saying, well, you put me on this deadline, so I had to do it. And then they like finally... It was they, all fabricated. Right. None of it's true. They finally <laughs> dragged him to like to making some half-assed apology, which basically even said in that apology, like it really didn't change any of the story, which was absolutely a joke. So that's well, why we had responsibility for so, his actions, right? So that's why we had that one made out to uh, Mateen Cleaves, which if, like I'm thinking because Mahir and I are for an hour saying, is this guy going to? Sign it, or is he just going to look at you guys, asshole? Get the hell out of the line. But I guess you know, for a book sale, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I would ask you what you do with your time during the week to amuse yourself, but I I think I'm informed. Yeah, yeah. Don't (laughs) you don't want to even go any further down that rabbit hole. So the other book, the one that here, so now he signs it to Mateen Cleaves and Surrey Doctor Football, which is kind of Mm -hmm. innocuous. The Doctor Football is a shot at his awful columns from a year ago, where he was mailing them in to make a quota, made made him a national laughing stock once again amongst the journalistic community. Yeah, which Mm -hmm. by the by the way, even as he continues to win awards from uh, organizations. Like, say, oh, I don't know, the NSSA, uh, who's had Dave Gorin once told me in a private conversation that he thought he should have been fired uh, at, at the Free Press even the same year that, so they the guy gave told- him, that they gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award. So a guy told you that in a pri- private conversation and you just told the whole world? You're, you, you've been <laughs> yeah. hanging out with me way too long. Whoops. Okay, so, uh- <laughs> so, the other, so the other book is inscribed to Matthew Stafford. Thanks for the $1 million. <laughs> Sincerely condescending Baggins. And we actually, uh, so obviously you understand the Stafford reference because, uh-huh. you know, Album, who's a columnist for the Free Press, is um, taking donations to his charity, seven figures, and then he's fluffing Stafford at every opportunity, even though he's had a horrible year and he's been defending him. So we actually have audio of, of this because we periscoped the book signing deal. And here is uh, Stafford um, kind of wondering to know why we wanted this book signed to Matthew Stafford from Condescending Baggins. Who is Condescending Baggins? It's a friend. That's another friend? Yeah, just a Christmas present. (laughs) 
got some cult going there. We got a cult. We got a cult. You guys got some cult going there. Meanwhile, he's accusing me of having a cult while he has 245 to 65-year-old women lined up ready to buy his latest uh, poorly-reviewed novella. I, by, by the way, this Kool-Aid. I have a cult? This Kool-Aid's delicious, Jeff. Where'd you get it from again? <laughs> Jim Jones. Oh. Costco. Yeah. But yeah, so I have to say, Album was a, a pretty good sport about it. I don't think it kicked in until he asked who Condescending Baggins was, that he re- kind of probably understood it was the Detroit sports rag who was kind of messing with him. And he still shook our hand. And But like I said to um, here at the time, I'm like, if I wrote a book, and I had a book signing, and anyone came to buy that book, if you put a sticky note on there, sign the book, Kikey McKikes a lot, I probably <laughs> I would probably sign it. I yeah, mean, well, what, what do I mean? If you're giving me 15 bucks for a book. I, hey, I mean, I like, look, I know Album's a generous guy. Uh, obviously, his uh, work in Haiti, and uh, in seventh grade, he gave me and my friends dollar bills for Halloween when we came to his house, which was nice. Uh Although I did later deface his property by writing "Thanks, Mitch, you bitch" on his driveway, which was not very nice on my part. But no, that wasn't very nice. It wasn't very nice. He gave me money. I, I <laughs> really great. should have been nicer. But yeah, he uh, he seemed like a good sport about the whole thing. And and honestly, like you want to know, like that's Kelly B. Hallstafford could take a lesson in PR from Mitch Album because you know what? I'm somebody. I think Mitch Album should have been fired long ago. I think he's a hack. Uh, well, he was good at a time was, before no, you I, were born. Well, he's a hack now. He's a hack now. Uh, I'm saying he's a hack writer. Uh, his, his, I think his novels have always been crap. Uh, but his sports writing is now hacky as well. And the guy is just like somebody who I can't really stand among the journalistic community. But shit, I have a little bit of respect for him for doing that. He's, he was a good sport about it, and that's great. The, the funny thing is, is years and years and years ago – uh, probably before you were born. What year were you born? 1993. Oh, yeah. Before you were born. Um, album would write, you know, his columns in the free press. And then, like, the end of the year, maybe end of two years. I don't know how long a period it would be. But they would compile those columns and put them in a book. And I would buy every version of that because I used to love his his columns. And I believe years and years ago, I went to a book signing <laughs> and one of my – um, it's called. I think it's called the live album. Is that what the, those books were called? I can't remember. But I had one, and I believe somewhere probably in my store, there's probably a signed, a literal, a legitimate signed Mitch album book to Jif Mist, because <laughs> I actually was a big fan of the guy. And as I wrote in my article the other day, like the guy was pretty damn good for the first 15 years of his career. We had a guy named Mike Downey at the Free Press who was like the main sports columnist before Album, who was very good. He ended up going to the Los Angeles Times, and then Mitch replaced him. And Mitch was really young at the time. He was probably in his 20s. And Mitch's background wasn't even sports. I don't know if you know that, but he was like kind of like a, I think he was a pianist, and he, you know, he, had, he, he, was, he never was planning on going into sports. And then he landed with that job. And for years... He was do you know he, he was kind of like a featurey columns writer. So he would write an article every, every year would be in the playoffs, and they had a coach named Jock Demers, who was actually turned out years later. Found out that he was illiterate, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, huh. But Mitch would like drive with Demers to playoff games. The two of them, I think, lived close to each other in Farmington Hills, uh, and they would drive together to games. And they would in album write columns about that. And he never really. 
he wasn't kind of calmest back then with kind of like take stands like you need to fire this coach or this is, this person should win this. It was always kind of just like those kind of featurey stuff, and it was good stuff, and I and I loved it. He was Rick Riley for for your generation. Rick Riley to me was what Mitch Album was. It sounds like almost you were like I bought Rick Riley books when I was young, right? And then he went to ESPN, and and it was. It, I mean, you couldn't read that shit. No, it was, and that's you, what you couldn't wipe your ass with it. Album the, the the beginning of the end kind of for album was the uh, the Fab Five book, which yes. was a, which was a good book. Well, but then he he made up some. Well, what so, happened? Made some claims that were ludicrous. Well, what and, happened you know. was you know he was the, a lot of the book was Chris Webber bitching about you know not having money to afford a pizza, and you know that they're he the famous story was they went to uh, I think the University Bookstore and they were selling Webber's jersey and Webber's like I don't get paid for this, which I am sympathetic to that cause. I think players should get paid, if especially if they're selling their jersey. But he was crying a river to album like how he was broke, and he's like driving a nice SUV. He was getting the money from from Ed Martin, and album writes this book and is like oblivious to all of it. And then you know they actually I think he was going to be called to testify for the trial of Ed Martin at one point, and kind of like then things kind of just started turning south. And then he wrote Tuesdays with Maury, and then he wrote. The five people you meet in heaven, and he he wanted to be that person. He didn't want to be a sports guy anymore, which would have been fine if he just would have stepped down and nobody would have held a grudge. But what occurred was he started spreading himself so thin between the the novels, the charities, living in Malibu, and everything else that become being the lead columnist for the uh, for the Free Press. It was just an afterthought. It was like that was his like least important gig. And to us, the people who grew up with him, that was what we knew him. That was what we wanted from him. And then it just got worse. He started writing those like Sunday columns that weren't about sports. Oh God, attacking the, baristas. Yeah. Oh jeez, uh, those were so like like dude. What, what you, world are you living in? Wouldn't you say they were like kind of like almost like old man get off my lawn type of uh, articles? Oh, absolutely. It was what what's the deal with these Starbucks baristas yeah. not writing my name right? What's the what's what, the what, deal what, with iPhones? Their, yeah, their Twitter and their gadgets and their, you know, honky tonk mans and you know what I mean? Like So he became that and then he completely disavowed like the sabermetric um, movement, movement defended Jim Leland to the hilt, uh, even though, and once again, he was doing charity work with Jim Leland, so he's never going to say anything negative. The charity Mitch album and the sports writer Mitch album came together, and once that occurred, you really couldn't trust anything he said anymore. And you have you you have all the stuff with the Cleve stuff, which I like. Once I said, you know, if he would have done it and been contrite and apologized, people would have been like, okay. But they viewed Album through a prism of not only basically refusing to apologize and telling his bosses, go after yourself because I'm bigger than this paper, but it was also with the backdrop that he killed a negative review of the five people you meet in heaven, which he doesn't even deny. Well, I mean, look. He the was prob- unlikable. The, the problem is you have a guy who never really had an interest in being a reporter, who never had a really a background in being a reporter from what I'm hearing from you right now, which I didn't even know, and a guy who wanted to tell stories about people and wanted to connect with people 
but is masquerading as as a columnist, as a sports columnist, when that's not what he is. He's a features columnist who right. writes about sports, and he he's not interested in doing investigatory work. Why do you think he never found out that that you know he that there's a guy who he's going to every game with is illiterate? You know what I mean? Well, I'm not sure. I, I would blame him more that uh, that um, he didn't see the luxury that Weber was basically living in. Uh, that's what I'm saying. In writing that it's, book, it's right? Because any any journalist is going to try and find out what is really underneath the 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 facade, the, who the guy is on the outside. And and album's only been interested in writing superficial light work that's what he enjoys and and it works when you're doing a little column about how there's an event in a person's life or something like that but it doesn't work when you're trying to be the lead sports columnist at a major paper it doesn't I, work and if i would you can't report you 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 shouldn't be doing that and i would say that you know he, his basic um basically kind of forecast that he probably is going to retire soon when Gene Meyer stepped down as a sports editor of the Free Press, that was his guy who gave him all of this cover for years. Um, a, a couple weeks ago, I said it, he said in an article that he probably thought that it was close to the end. And I'd say that was great news, but considering the Free Press's other sports columnists are Jeff Seidel and Drew Sharp, uh, who are they going to replace Album with? And considering they replaced John Lowe with Anthony Fennick, uh, this paper has become an absolute embarrassment so maybe 10 years ago, you'd say if they would have replaced Album with someone else, you might have got someone enjoyable like Mike Downey was back in the day before Album was there. Uh, but between Rosenberg and, and Seidel and all these guys, that there's not been someone really since Album was doing this back in the maybe early 90s. Anybody, any columnist that you've wanted to read from the major daily in this town, with my apologies to the Detroit News, growing up, it was the Detroit Free Press was the thing. Everything else was secondary. And it was, you know, being a sports fan is, after the games, you want to read something by someone you respect well, and, and get and, an opinion. And we even had that, really, in Detroit, other, other than John Neo, at the news, we don't have that. And, 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 you know, Neo is not exactly featured by that paper. Yeah, and and of course a big part of that though is the rise of the internet and the fact that good young talent, good young writing talent is almost always scooped up by blogs first, by these sports blogs. So that just is what it is at this point and uh like you said, we get guys like Anthony Fennick, people who just aren't talented and also aren't smart, which is a bad combination when you're trying to run a a huge huge multi-million dollar business. It really is. Well, we could we, we've we've discussed a lot the uh, newspaper business and how it's been absolutely falling apart. And, yeah, uh, what's going on with album? Where he pro- I mean, album probably was making. I, I, I'd, I'd say you probably, probably could close pick, to seven figures. You, I'm sure. Oh, he had to be making seven figures for the yeah. free press. I mean, that that had to. And you can imagine how many writers, young writers, you could hire. Um, and 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 if you if you got rid of album. You could have you well, probably had 15. But that would, that would require the newspaper industry adapting to things. Right. So why would they do that? That wouldn't make any sense. That uh, would only help them stay in business longer. 
I'm not sure anything's going to help at this point. But, okay, we're going to take a break, our first break. Um, probably sick of hearing us talk at this point. When we come back, we are going to have a special guest, Jason Fielder, who uh, made some national news. Uh, his uh, broadcast went viral last week regarding Howard Stern. We're going to talk to Jason about how that all came about, what's happened since, and uh, we'll uh, play the audio of the Howard Stern Show, Howard talking about Jason and Robin Quivers. When we get back, which will be about, I don't know, six or seven minutes, we'll be back. So enjoy some Christmas music. The only Jew at the table demanding Christmas music tonight. I don't know how you can listen to this show. I love Christmas music. It's I love it. It reminds me of my childhood. I'm a very overly sentimental love person. your childhood, growing yes. up Jewish, yeah. Growing up sense. Jewish, growing up Jewish, spending Christmas in Hallandale Beach, Florida. That's what it reminds me of, and uh, so I, I gravitate towards it. So enjoy some Christmas music uh, on our first break. This is a previously recorded episode. Welcome back to the Detroit Sports Rag Podcast, Tuesday, December 22nd. I am Jeff Moss. He is Jasper Apollonia filling in for Justin Spiro. Our next guest, actually our first guest today, attended the uh, school that Jasper is currently uh, trying to get his broadcasting degree. Syracuse University, right, Jasper? Yes, sir. Yep. And how many credits now do you need as a senior? 30, 37 more? 30, that- yeah, only, only 23 more credits in my final <laughs> semester. Our next guest is the sports anchor, sports director of WNEM in mid-Michigan. He made some national news with a viral sports broadcast that was picked up uh, by the Howard Stern Show, mainly because it was a dedication to the Howard Stern Show. And being the huge king of all media slap that I am, I instantly uh, saw the connection between Detroit sports and uh, the Stern Show and had to have him on. His name is Jason Fielder. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight, Jason. How has your life been now as a Stern uh, Stern super fan? I don't want to call you a WAC Pack member, obviously, but a Stern super fan who has been glorified by fellow Stern fans for, what, five or six days now? Uh, well, yeah, hello, hello, and hey now. But um, my personal life, I would say, and my professional life are both at a 9.9 right now for sure, Jeff. All right, I want, what I want to do, so people who aren't familiar with what occurred, I, I want them to get an ex- kind of the experience of what you did on your broadcast, which was basically do a, what, a seven- or eight-minute uh Broadcast doing Tigers, U of M, Pistons, or not Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons highlights, and just dropping every single stern reset you could think of. I want to play that for the people right now, a couple-minute clip. It's actually what was broadcast on the Stern Show with Howard, uh, Gary, Baba Bui, Fafa Fui, Delabate, and Robin Quivers commenting. Jessica's going to play that clip right now, and we'll listen to that, and then we'll come back and talk about it. television network there and he starts out by talking about how great you are then the entire sports report is just nothing but references to the show it's an honor uh like an homage to the show huh how long is this it's like five minutes long but you could bail on at any point yeah i mean are we gonna want to hear a whole five minute thing 
Hello, hello, and hey now. It is a great day, it is. I'm one of the millions of Howard Stern superfans. You could even say, it's my favorite. Today, the king of all me... Wow. This is impressive. He hasn't even gotten to show clips yet, because he shows clips of, of the games, but while talking about the sports scores, he gets all these other references in. He has signed a five-year deal to stay at Sirius, and I am on cloud nine. So this sportscast is dedicated to Howard and the best radio team of all time. Let's begin. In and I like this guy. This is cool. This is creative. What, did Robin blow him or something? I mean, uh, wow. I don't know the guy. I'm not used to this kind of nice treatment. Harvard, where the Wolverines flexed their musculature over northern Kentucky. Ricky Doyle playing like a wild laminal it is. Oh, my. Wolverines with a nine-point... Hey, can you imagine somebody watching this who doesn't listen to our show? <laughs> like, is the guy having a stroke? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened? Lead. Doyle, by the way, scored nine points. Then Duncan Robinson, he's as bad as can, and he knows he's the best. Knocks down a triple, six of eight from three-point range. He leads all scorers with 18. And finally... Karis LeVert, you know what to do. You know what to do. He goes ack-ack on the rim. LeVert with his first career triple-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. U of M takes it. Wow. That's so cool. I might have to listen to this whole thing. We appreciate this guy. 77 to 62. They'll go for win number nine on Saturday against Youngstown State. To the NBA where, believe you me, the Pistons are really close to being a legit contender. they just got to be more prevalent, or as Sal would say, prevalent at playing basketball. Last night, the Pistons blew a three-point lead late in regulation. Is Jason a big deal? I don't know. I know he's out of Michigan. Yeah. Wow. Jason Fielder, my man. Matt Lauer said some nice stuff. First question after listening to that is, did Robin Ophelia Quivers give you oral sex in exchange for that broadcast? No, not yet. Um, I've not met Robin, so, I mean, maybe someday if we ever cross paths. No, no, no. Um, by the way, um, can I tell you my favorite Matt, D- Matt Dillon story briefly? Uh, is, is, is this Mike Walker on the line? <laughs> wow. No. Uh, so I, I doesn't get, It doesn't get old hearing that, by the way. I've listened to that, like, a bunch of times, and I still smile every time that it's played or somebody else, you know, sends me an email or a comment on YouTube. I think that's almost 36,000 views the last time I checked uh, that YouTube clip of my whole sports cast. And uh, I'm actually not that big of a, a deal here in Saginaw. I'm not even the sports director. I'm just the sports anchor reporter. So I'm like the number two guy Don't tell here anyone, at WNEM. I'm Saginaw trying to build you up here. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like as a li- – I've been listening to Stern – actually, my first interaction with, with the Stern show was the old Channel 9 show when I was down in Florida. Uh, seeing that, I, I don't even know what year that was, like I guess maybe 1990 or 91. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a super fan of the show and have Howard like even play anything or reference me. The closest I ever came was a few years ago uh, when the – Major single online sweetheart was sweeping the nation. You know the song by Benji Bronk and yep. uh, Elisa Jordana. I was trying to get them to play that song at the Palace of Auburn Hills during a <laughs> halftime. You know that, that when they were you know, when they were having like Bell Biv DeVoe and like there was nobody showing up at the palace. I I, I sent emails to Dennis Mannion, the people over at the palace, saying this will get picked up by Stern. 
Uh, this would be a huge deal. You'll get attention. Have them come out and sing the song. And nobody ever responded to me, except for one John Lieberman, who picked up on it and did an uh, interview with me. And I was actually on the Howard 100 News. That's the closest I've came, and I still listen to that. And that's still like my lifetime achievement, I believe. So I can't even imagine what you've been going through the last week. Yeah, I, I've said that to a lot of people. Like, I've reached my peak because it's not going to get any better than getting a few minutes of time on the Stern Show where he plays my sportscast. He laughed. Robin laughed. I mean, when I did the Believe You Me, you can hear Howard laugh out loud. And that, it, like I said, it just doesn't get old. And go Royals. Yeah, I'm glad you went with Believe You Me and not <laughs> He's potting the hairs. <laughs> I guess yeah, you, you couldn't know, have got that. Approved. Network TV. Yeah. I'm on network TV, so I can't do that. I don't think One anyone would have got it, though. <laughs> Nobody would have got it, other than the Stern fans. Right. Well, just like when I said Machine. And, you know, what's funny about that is, you know, the references from Little Lupe, the porn star who was on the Stern show. And a lot of Stern fans were like, no, no, no. He did it wrong, like in the comments on YouTube. And people were like, that's not how Gary said it. He would say Mackine. And other people were, came to my defense and said, no, 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 he was doing Little Lupe. Fred plays the drop still. And then the people who initially called me out, you see their response would be like, oh, my gosh, he went really deep with his homage to the Stern show, which was pretty cool. That, like my best friend told me the other day, we watched Star Wars, and we were getting drinks after we saw the movie. And he was like, you know what's so weird is that when you do something and it goes viral – and on social media especially, to have like 100% of the people have all these positive comments about something is like unprecedented because there's always going to be some troll who has something wrong with what you say. And I had a couple people who aren't fans of Robin who reached out to me saying, oh, I loved everything except I don't like Robin, screw her. But, I mean, for the most part, it was all positive. And that just shows you the power of Stern fans and how like deeply that show means to them. Yeah, and I that was what I had said to you when I first contacted you, not knowing that you had any idea of what the DSR was. But I, I had said to you, I was very impressed that you went with the little loopy Lupe. My pussy <laughs> is like a mateen instead of the you know McHine would have been I think kind of like hack hackish. But you went deep. I mean, you went with the vulgar triple X version of that uh, potential machine, uh, I guess, reset. Well, in, in my defense, I didn't use the first part of that. No, sentence. no, no. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Let's clarify. Right, right, right. My, my, so, yeah, I, think, I think my favorites were the Believe You Me, because you know, doing any time uh, I hear Ray or Ben Stern being imitated by either Howard or now by mid-Michigan uh, sportscasters, I, I love that. Uh, the po- getting the poison out of your system, a uh, reference to a sex machine, by the way. Uh, probably not many of your uh, regular viewers would be aware of that. How is, that's a good question. How long have you been a Stern fan? Is I would say would be my first question on that topic. And second, how long did it take you to do all this? Because you had to make it relevant to those clips that had just happened, I guess, the night before. Yeah, well, I've, I've been a fan really for since 2007, but obviously um, I've gone back and listened to a lot of the old, obviously I've heard the history of Howard Stern and I've listened to a lot of the classic bits. And then 
just random Sternthology stuff. You know, like obviously the number one Stern moment to me is probably Gary's love tape. And that was, I think I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old or something like that when that actually happened. But yeah, not until I got a vehicle in 2011 that had Sirius in it and and it had it for, and I had it for free for a couple of months. And then I just stumbled upon it one day. I knew who Howard Stern was, but uh, I grew up kind of on the Michigan, Ohio border and Toledo, Detroit didn't have Howard Stern forever when I was a kid for morning radio and Toledo got it when I was like in high school and my mom had already listened to one of the local, you know, guys every morning in his show, which was pretty good back in the day. And, uh, so yeah, I never really listened to it until eight years ago and I've been a loyal listener ever since. And I mean, it's just, even now, I mean, people, you know, criticize the evolution of Howard and and the show, but to me, it's still entertaining and everybody evolves. So, and that's a, that's a topic for another day anyway. Right. How, how long did it take to, to do all that? I mean, was it, was it natural well, or did you, I mean, because you had to, it had to be germane to the, you know, the, the Michigan or Pistons or Wings Clips or bombing the Eric Ebron selection. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was that morning I was just elated when uh, Howard, you know, said that he was coming back. Actually, so that was Tuesday. So, um, yeah, that, and that aired Tuesday night. So, uh, yeah, that morning I was really happy when Howard announced that he was coming back because I'd been waiting for like a week or two for him to make his decision, and it just popped into me. I've done themed sportscasts before, um, and a couple years ago I did one. Well, I'm a big Pearl Jam guy too, and I did one where I dropped like 40 Pearl Jam references on Eddie Vedder's birthday, and it got some national traction. I, Jimmy Traina um, called it the national local sportscast of the day on Fox Sports Detroit or Fox Sports, their national website. Right. But nothing like this. So yeah, I just kind of started writing down phrases from the show that that would be kind of easy to work in. Whatever popped into my head. I didn't spend too much time doing it, and it just all came to me. And then throughout the day, if I th- if I just you know had a free second while I was getting ready for work or running errands before I went into work, I'd add another one or two. And then once I started putting my sports t- sports cast together for that night. Um, you know, that's where I kind of just divided it up in my brain where, okay, this would work with a highlight. This would work if you're just explaining something. And, you know, it only took a couple hours to put everything together because I think there was like roughly 40. So, you know, it's not like I went through and wrote redrafts of, of stuff. Like I just wrote it out and added stuff in and then just made a couple of tweaks. And then I was like, well, I'm making references and it's not, too big of a distraction where because like a lot of people here at my station they don't listen to howard stern but when i got done doing it the meteorologist that night the main anchor that night and the producer that night were like all of them said i don't listen to stern but i thought that was really entertaining and clever and good and well delivered and it was just an entertaining sports cast so good job and i was like oh cool i appreciate that and then i was just hoping that you know, Stern fans would appreciate it. Like, if even if only like a few hundred people saw it online, um, I was like, well, who's, "Who's the biggest right, person cool. in the Stern Nation that you've heard from giving you uh, kudos for it?" What's that? Who's the uh, biggest person in the Stern Nation that you've heard from giving you kudos for it? Uh, wow, online. Um, well, Ronnie Mund got a hold of me through Twitter, 
and you know responded to me saying awesome job do you know how he puts right, do and, right. puts, and just repeats that over and over that was cool jillian barbary um responded to me on twitter on it on twitter that was pretty cool uh-oh what all was right that? We're, we're going to there is a stern connection to the show with jasper yes. being here why don't you explain that yes to well i'm oh man i'm so happy i get to help a fellow orange man out here tonight uh, through actually a mutual orange Syracuse orange connection, um, I have a buddy of mine who attends Syracuse University with me right now and has a very serious connection to somebody at the Stern Show that we are going to bring on for you, Jason. You are going to love this. Like I'm so sure. I'm so glad I have this connection. Just for tonight only, because this is going to be so fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break, like 45 seconds, get this person on the line, and uh, we're going to put you on hold, Jason, and then we're going to have this uh, luminary uh, give you the credit you deserve firsthand, okay? Can you hang on, Jason? Sounds good. Just stay on the machine for just a second. just stay on the machine. (laughs) All right, we are going to go to a quick break, get our special guest lined up, and then we will be back. Uh, You don't want to miss this. This is Christmas. This is a previously recorded episode. All right, we are back with uh, Jason Fielder, who pulled off a great broadcast full of Howard Stern references. Uh, As a reward for Jason, uh, my co-host, my co-host Jasper Apollonia. Uh, he go he goes to uh, Syracuse University with one Jackson Delabate. They are friends. Wow. Yeah, they're friends. Gary. And we have Gary. On, on the phone with Gary. Jason. We have Fafa Fui, Baba Booey, Mama Monkey, hello, hello. the producer of the hello, Stern hello. Show. Hey, how are you? Gary Delabate. How, how you doing, Gary? I, I'm, doing, <coughs> I'm doing fine. Thanks. How are you? Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you very much. Did you did you hear Jason's broadcast where he dropped the noin reference like noin times? Did you hear that? Did you hear I that? I did. I, I loved every minute. It's funny. I heard the broadcast. We were celebrating the noin days of Hanukkah. You know, because our menorah here has noin candles on it. You know, and heard every bit of it. It was so awesome. And uh, now I'm celebrating the noin days of Christmas. Jason, so you have, awesome. Jason, do you have anything to say to? Uh, Stern Show producer Gary Delabate, while we have him on the line? Uh, I'd love to say, I, I want you to go to jail for this. <laughs> <laughs> Gary? Just, Gary, Gary, come in here. <laughs> right, right, right. So, have you ever, Gary, Gary, have you ever heard a sportscast like Jason did where he's dropping, he's dropping Ray Stern resets? Uh, he's doing Eric the Midget phone calls. I, I, I mean, do you ever hear anything you, like that, Gary? Like I said, the guys in the back turned me on to him to some of the stuff he does. So I didn't see it. I didn't see it firsthand. I saw it ninth hand. I can tell you, it was. Just, I've never see. We've had a couple guys, San Diego Padres announcer Mark Davis. We'll do a little bit of it, but not to the extent that Jason went through. And it was so awesome. And it just goes to show you, like how mainstream the shows are. Over the course of the last twenty, I've been producing now for twenty nine years, and it just goes to show you, like how many. And he did such a great job with it; it was phenomenal. And I got to tell you, I listened to it on vinyl and it, up to my Soto system, and it sounded awesome. I have a vinyl copy of it. John Hoyne got it for me for Christmas. 
and I'm so honored that he would go to the lengths that he went through to do that for me. It was great. It was just great. But real quick, real quick, um, got a lot of a lot of surprises coming up for the new year. A lot of go-to guests are going to be coming in that we haven't been able to book before. Uh, a lot of good acts, a lot of good bands. So it's going to be a. I promise you, new nine-year contract. It, it, it's just going to be balls to the wall. Great, great radio. Jason, for the next years. you got any questions for Gary? Any other questions? Uh, Gary, I wondered what was the number one vinyl that you asked Santa for for Christmas? Oh, the number one vinyl? Uh, <clears throat> when I used to work at the record store, I had a version of Steely Dan's uh, IGY, which was awesome. You know, I love Steely. I love Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Well, my favorite is 99 Loop Balloons by Nana. It was, a, it was a record that was recorded in, in Hamburg, Germany in 1979 for the first time. And then they rediscovered it five years later in 1984. And 99 Loop Balloons sounded so great on this Victrola that we used to have at our house. Hey, you know I, what, I you know what Jason? You mentioned chicken parm in that, in that broadcast. I wonder if we get Artie, parm. I wonder if Artie Lang is around. Maybe we could get his opinion. You know, I know he's no longer on the show, but maybe we get Artie's opinion of your broadcast. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm on my ISDN line right now. I'm going to quickly now try and bring his pot up. Jim McClure is going to help me. Jim. Hey, what's up? Let me try to see if I can get it up. Okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are you doing, Artie? Gary. Oh, who's this? Gary, what's up? No, no, I just got you on line with the guys from Detroit, Sports Rag, and a huge <laughs> fan of yours. I just want to say a quick, couple quick things for Christmas time. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? How you, how you been? Thanks so much for having me. We've well, been doing pretty good, uh, Artie. It's good to hear your voice and uh, you know, the Christmas time. And I was wondering, did you did you hear Jason mention uh, all those stern resets on the broadcast, Artie? You know, I was uh, with my good buddy uh, 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 Jimmy Palumbo, a nice Italian guy, hanging out with him and Gaynor. I see her sometimes, and and uh, I was on YouTube, so I did see some of it. I'm not big with the com- in the computer age with seeing a lot of stuff online. But uh, uh, my buddy who handles all my stuff let me see something. It was awesome. Um, and I love that you guys get sour shoes, too, on the phone. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> sour? Wait a second. Sour's here, too? Holy shit. I keep hearing, unless unless somebody's there playing drops. I keep Jessica, hearing are you playing somewhere. drops of sour? No. <laughs> 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 Jason, I think you need to Jason, you need to take control over this. Uh, who, 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 oh, Sowers, could you do a little bit of uh, Justin Bieber for me? Leave me inside. Leave me inside. I'll show you in. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the chick I'm, I'm hanging out with tonight here. And I'm just, I just had some bolognese. I had some stromboli. I had some gabagool, some sausage. Uh, we, had, you know what we do in the Delavante house at Christmas? We had the nine fishes. We don't have seven fishes. <laughs> Christmas time. But you know, it's funny. I knew you, you guys were out of towners when I heard you say Artie. I love that. I love that Midwest accent. Western New York, all the way out to the Dakotas. And you said Artie. Artie. You, hey, I, Artie. I love that. Artie. You remember, remember Debbie, you remember Debbie Schlussel? Debbie Schlussel. Yeah, Debbie Schlussel went to my high school, and uh, she's a big pig. And I was at a Farmer oh, Jack. Yeah. I was at a Farmer Jack a few years ago. And she started right. hit, she started hitting on one of my friends. And let me tell right. you something: Debbie Schlussel what? does not look the same as her promo picture as she does at one o'clock in the morning at the aisles of a Farmer Jack grocery. It's just not the same thing. 
Did she do anything different at nine? Hey, Artie. Uh, yeah, Artie, you remember when you were performing locally here a few years back and you went into a diabetic coma and you ended up at Beaumont Hospital for a week? I do. You know what's funny about that? Real quick story. I, we went out to Tiger Stadium. They were closing it down. Briggs, Briggs Stadium, which then became Tiger Stadium. And they were knocking it down. And we went out the night before, went to the Tigers game. And I remember because uh, Chubby Chubb, what's his name? Uh, Left-hand hitter. Uh, Dimitri Young, right? Meat hook, uh, yeah. He, meat hook, yeah. He was a couple away from it for the cycle, but it took. It takes him longer to... It takes him longer to get somebody's beeping for us up right now on Broadway. It takes him longer to get the third base, right? Yeah. And it takes me to get to get my ass over to the pizza shop on Ninth Avenue to get a, a pizza game, and then come back with uh, two grape sodas, a Hawaiian punch. That guy was so slow, but he could hit the ball out of the ball. Jay- I remember that night. Yeah. And Jason, I think, uh, Jason, you still there? Yes, I, I'm there? just. I'm loving every second of this, so do your thing, is, Artie, this is, Gary. This is, I want this guy drunk. This is almost drunk, as good. Drunk. When you remember when, when Mad Dog Russo uh, pranked uh, Anthony Fennick and uh, Lynn Henning? Oh, you, I heard about that. Did you hear about that, Artie? I heard a lot about I heard that uh, I got back to Mad Dog, and uh, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't keen on it at first, but then he got some good fan mail, and so he loved it. Oh, really? You know that that got back to Mad Dog? I believe it did. The guys were telling me in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah r- r- real quick story. Um, 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 yeah. yeah, Gary. How are you? Merry Christmas. Je- Jessica, stop with the sour shoes reset. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how. I where did you get that. this board? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> On a Thursday, of course, we're seeing at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I can't wait. How are you, pal? Hey, hey Mad Dog. Man, yeah, I didn't Mad Dog get out of line. He was playing doubles tennis with Imus today. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, hey, Mad Dog. Oh, my uh, God. Imus is cracked out. Let me let me get them back on the phone. Hold on a second. Okay, okay. <laughs> quack, quack. I'll shut up for a little bit, fat so. Hey, that's my friend, Sasha. How you guys doing? Wow. Oh, oh, oh the Batman. The Pope. How you doing, Pope? Okay, I'm doing okay. Uh, dog, uh, dog's a little bit uh, through nine sheets to the wind tonight. Uh, we had a little mimosas. We had some uh, cocktails. You know, we had some grilled eggplant parmesan. Somebody you said that's cooking parmesan. It got me very hungry. I, I loved listening uh, listening to you clump to 42 the other day. That was great. That was great radio. Um, I'm glad you uh, listen, folks. Listen, folks. I understand that the uh, people want to make fun of me, okay? But listen, you you won't touch me in the ratings, okay? All right. Uh, so I got uh, Mad Dog. What, no- Mad Dog. What did you think about Anthony Fennick's demons? I I, I thought. Uh, say that again. What did you think uh, of Anthony Fennick? You know, you you brought up his demons and how he handled that interview. It seemed right. like it seemed like he never realized he wasn't really talking to you. No, he, he was, you know, listen, he's a young kid that went behind the ears, and it's very checkered test, checkered test, checkered. I mean, like, the only sports broadcaster that uses these words from, like, from, like, 1949. Right, right, Gary, 1949. And he had a checkered pass, so I wanted to call him out on it. But listen, he was a, he was a, he was a gamer. He played along well. And uh, listen, the Tiger team, what we talked about that day, turned out to, turned out to be true. A team that couldn't get out of its own way, had a nice little... Trench there in September, 
But uh, letting Dave Dombrowski go after that, after that phone call, I have a feeling that we had something to do with that. And now he's with the Red Sox and the Tigers now. Uh, listen, say what you would about that franchise, but the way the Lions played last night, Lions looked excellent out of no score leans. How about that? Yeah, they did. Now, what do you think of the uh, Tigers' offseason moves, uh, Mad Dog? You had Zimmerman and uh, the, you Zimmerman, fixed the bullpen? I, 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 what do you excellent. think? Excellent. The way they, that bullpen was a joke for the last half a decade. Let's be real. That, decade, <laughs> that bullpen costed them a World Series ring. There's no uh, question. I think that's why Dave Dombrowski's now in Boston. Let's call it right. Let's call a diamond a diamond. And uh, Stephen Phillips is now at Sirius XM, former Met GM. And, oh, he talk about you know, checkered past, Mad Dog. <laughs> well, he's got a great tan. But where I was trying to go with all this was, I like I, I would like to see them go out and sign, you know, a couple guys that they have. We haven't seen in a while, like Dan Petrie, and uh, you, you try to reacquire his contract. I know that Aurelio Lopez is, uh, is, is, is out there now. They can strengthen that pet. I'd like to see Tom Brookins come back in some capacity. Tom Brookins? Oh, my Lord. You're going way back. A no-hit, yeah. all-field, third baseman. Uh, Should I bring well, back Dimitri Young as a hitting coach? Dog, dog, I told you, Dog is out of his mind tonight. You know, he's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's eight balls or whatever. He's, whatever. I, I, come on, Mike. I'm just having some fun, Mike. Come on. Let me whip you on, Mike. Let me whip down and do the hucklebuck. Dog, get your hands off of me. Come on, Mike. Come and slap those cheeks. <laughs> Look at him go. Mike, how much weight did you lose? Oh, about nine pounds. Oh, wow. Between what? Uh, did you just drop up one? What you, I'm only eating about nine Parmesan sandwiches every day. Oh, Gary, how'd you get in here? <laughs> hey, you, know you know what? I was a little upset with Jason that there was no Crazy Alice uh, take. What, what, Jason, Hello? Jason, why were there no Crazy Alice takes? It's so tough to work her in just because every other word was an expletive out of her mouth. But I, I thought of somehow fitting in a, who dis? But it's, it was just, it didn't really fit anywhere. So you, I do have a question you, for Mad Dog, Hold though. on. You could have showed old Fred Lynn highlights and with a, hi, Fred. Yeah, hi, that's Fred. true. That's, that's true. And, you know, there, there will probably be a part two at some point in the early part of next year. I don't think W. chicken bone Oh, and that's a good point. Yeah, Freddie Lynn, and, and don't don't forget uh, when uh, what's his when what's his face was in the bullpen there. What was that, Fred? Fred? Uh, Fred? Oh, Fred the Furry. Remember him, long man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Your thoughts? <laughs> I have no, I have no thoughts. But uh, Jason, do you have any? Uh, I just wanted to ask. I wanted to ask Mad Dog a question. I mean, one of my favorite baseball players. Well, my favorite baseball player of all time is Alan Trammell, and I don't feel like he's getting the love he deserves from baseball's Hall of Fame. Do you believe he belongs in Cooperstown? You are absolutely right. I thought. I thought Alan Trammell, and when Whitaker and Trammell did up the middle, which is phenomenal. I mean, they could turn a double play like no other. And you know, you talk about that. You talk about that uh, 84 Tigers team that got out to that 35-5 and five start. I mean, please, we won't see the likes of it ever again. Uh, we'd be but remiss, you, Gary, while we have you on the line, not to talk about a huge program that's going to be on Howard 101, I believe on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Sour Shoes Christmas Special. What is that going to entail? Because I, I cannot wait. When will that air, and what are we going to hear? 
Gary? It's great. It's going to be. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Sour's there now? Yeah, it's going to be Christmas Eve. It's going to be on a loop. And we're going to have a reunited with Steve Langford. Reunited with Steve Langford. Sweet. <laughs> reunited. Steve Langford monster. Sweet. Langford. Monster Payton. Hey, what's up? So here's the deal. So we had Sour. We have Sour doing this whole spectacular show with some friends and guests. I heard Wayne Brady stopping by. We had a fun. And it airs. It's going to be replayed 19 times. Any any songs that we can that we we should expect on the Christmas special, uh, Gary or Sour or Mad Dog or Artie or Crazy Alice or whoever wants to respond. And you know what I'm getting for Christmas? Hungry, hungry hippos. Hungry, hungry hippos. (laughs) Hey, it's Jackie the Joke Man. What do you get when you squeeze a synagogue? (laughs) What's that, Jackie? Hey, now you've gone too far. What's a Jew blood's favorite sexual position? No clue. What 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 is it, joke man? Facing Macy's. (laughs) Hey. Yes. Hey. Yes, Jackie. What do you? What do you? What? Oh wait, what what did Santa Claus do that Tiger Woods didn't? What's that? Santa Claus quit after. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> hey, Jackie, listen, we, we, we got to talk to you, Jackie. You went to Michigan State University. Oh, I loved it. Graduated in 1972. Yeah, and East Lansing, your alma mater on, on New Year's Eve will be taking on Alabama in the college football playoff. How, how do you break oh. that down, joke man? Oh, I washed that down with a Heineken, of course. And, uh, you know, I actually went to school school with Tom Izzo. I did. Really? We went to school back in the day. We did a lot of doobies together, but Tom wasn't into that. He stayed clear, like Tom Chiasano. Very similar to those two. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. They're both kind of straight-laced guys who don't jerk off. Right. <laughs> but, no, I'm very excited about that matchup. Uh, you know, I always liked the wishbone. I always liked in basketball. I liked that in football, but... <laughs> In basketball, I love the one-two-two. I really do. Choo, choo. You ever see me play basketball? Uh, yeah, I, to... yeah, I think I did. I think I did back yeah. in the day when you challenged uh, Howard, right? Yeah, I remember. Here's what I remember. Hey, it's Gary. It was 1989, and the two of them played. And remember, Jackie's only five foot nine. So, so yeah, but I got a nine-inch cock. <laughs> Jason, do you ever have to go to work tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you got a podcast tonight? I remember that. I watched you, Jackie and Bananas, do it, and he killed up there in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. And, uh, and I remember Jackie getting ready for that basketball game, and it was going to be on the Channel 9 show. Yeah, Gary, that's right, the Channel 9 show. Hey, what's up, Vinny? Oh, my Oh my Debbie, I love you. My Bambina. Vinny Favali. Oh, you wow. look so benefit of scratching my balls. Oh my God, Vinny! I didn't, I didn't expect didn't expect to hear Vinny tonight. Where's Steve Langford tonight? I, I have no idea. Maybe someone in your on your side of the phone knows that. Hello, hello. Sour. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. I hear him. All right. Sour. 
<laughs> Jason, any any last uh, parting words for any of the uh, any last any of words? The guests here? Beginning words. We're just getting started. <laughs> We're just getting started. The, un- the undercard's <laughs> coming in here next. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Whatever. You have almost twenty minutes. Jason, any, any, anything you want to ask before we go? Oh, no, man. Thank you for that last 20 minutes. Sour Shoes is a, a genius, and that was awesome. Aww. Who? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad I could use my connection to Jackson Delabate to, to hook you up with Gary. And uh, I oh, can't believe everyone else came along, too. Jackson, Jackson, get in here. Hi, Merry Christmas. Jackson, are you, are you here? who's with you, Jackson? No, I'm here with the... Oh! Skilled by Godfrey. Oh, 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 oh. What's with all the three-name actors and actresses? There's no Hanukkah movies on Hallmark. Gilbert oh, 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 oh. Godfrey? Because the Jews control Hollywood. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. I'm going to tell you, real quick story. Yes. So, Sam Kinnison, Sam Kinnison, Jason, you'll love this. Jason Kaplan just brought this to my attention. Hey, what's up, Jason? It's Jason Kaplan. I love what you did on that uh I'm that new kid. It was so cool. <laughs> I'll put it on my website. So anyway, Sam Kinison was spending Christmas Eve at Howardtown. This is back in 1989. Of course I'd say that year because it really happened. And uh, Elephant Boy was there because he just did the Christmas miracle. I thought, I'm a duff And we had Elephant Boy. And Siobhan was there with Noreen Katz. I yeah. And... And it was great. We just were hanging out, Fred, Robin, and that's what's happening. And a couple of others, and we had a nice meal, and Richard Simmons was there. Gary, come in here. <laughs> and we had a nice dinner. You know, we all talked. We were talking about where the show was going to go over the next couple of years. Would we get into simulcasting? Would we go across the country to California? Because at that time, we had just signed on with YSP and JFK. So I just struck a chord with me hearing you talk about what you did to that newscast, and I got to tell you, I love what you did with that, with that sportscast, and it just goes to show you the perils where the show has reached over, you know, over the course of the last four decades. So keep it up; it's great talking. Thank with you. you very much, Gary. We appreciate Thanks, Gary. you. Have a uh, Merry Christmas. Tell Lucas and Jackson and Mary that we said hello. Uh, from oh, Jackson, so right now I'm, yep. uh, I'm on my trampoline right now, bouncing up and down. <laughs> I just do my, it's very warm. It's about sixty-nine degrees. Back east here. It's unseasonably warm in the uh, in the northeast yeah, and midwest. Yeah, unseasonably warm here in the Tri-State area. As we see temperatures up here, 70 degrees by Christmas Eve. How about that? Uh, yeah. Well, thank you very much. Ooh. We all will be tuning in on Howard 101 on Christmas Eve to listen to the uh, Sour Shoes Christmas <laughs> special. And uh, have a good evening there on Broadway. Uh, say hello to all of our fellow Stern fans. And, yeah. um, oh, surprise to Paul McCartney here. How are you? Steve Langford's got a big fat trunk. I want it all year long. Merry, Merry, Chris, Merry Christmas, Sour. Merry Christmas. I love you. I love you, too. Thanks for everything you've done for the DSR this year. Uh, can I stay on and listen to the rest of the show? Sure. Why not? Oh, thank you. All right. Maybe. I love you. All right, love you too. <laughs> Jason. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I didn't, you probably didn't think this week could get any better, but I hope that uh, our Christmas present from the Detroit Sports Rag to you uh, it met all of your expectations. 
That was awesome, man. I can't wait to hear, once you put it up on SoundCloud, I can't wait to hear it off your website because I'll be listening to this over and over again because that was just... Now, I understand when Howard says Sowers is brilliant, but we don't, we don't know what we can, how to con- contain him or what to do with him because the guy can just... It's amazing what he can do just off the cuff and go on and on, and it's so funny. He's just... I can't believe that just happened, so I really appreciate it, Jeff. That was awesome. The man is a, the man is a genius. You. The man is an absolute genius. The, this, guy had, this, this guy had Lynn Henning. Lynn Henning fooled. You have a for, bikini? Yeah, I do. Yeah, thank you, little Lupe. Uh, 20, 20, for 20 minutes, for 20 minutes, Sauer had Lynn Henning believing he was Mad Dog Russo. And I think it would have gone on for another probably five years. If, exactly. If at the end he didn't start going into a crazy Alice imitation, and that's when <laughs> that's when Henning realized the jig was up. That he was now talking to Crazy Alice, who I'm guessing Lynn had no idea who that person was. Hello, Gary the Conqueror. Was... <laughs> Hello, I'm never gonna I end. Merry Christmas. Oh. I want to get the nine reindeer at my house. I want to get a panda for Christmas. You, you want to get a panda for Christmas? Yeah, I love pandas. They're so cute. Hi, guys. Hi, Christmas. How it's done. Hi, Andrea. Hey. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, Jason, uh, <laughs> well, do we have oh anything God, else to discuss? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Jason? This is Ho- This is Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Eric, it's Joey Boots. Eric, Eric uh, you want KFC? Joey I'll Boots? take, I'll take a double decker sandwich. I'm not. Uh, Eric, Eric, two large pizzas. All right, Eric. Joey's getting the food. You, it's John Lieberman. Eric, Joey's going to go out and get you some food. But I have to ask you one question. Eric. What, 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 what are you feeding that dog of yours, Eric? You can't give that dog chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, I don't have a dog. I, 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 just a, I just remembered a question for, for Jason. Stern said at the end of that uh, clip that we didn't play that you were a chosen one, and he's sending you a flat Ronnie. Have you heard any follow-up on that? Yeah, Jason Kaplan emailed me, got my address later that day, and I haven't heard anything since then. I haven't gotten it yet. So, I mean, I gave him the address of the station. So um, when it gets here, I'm definitely going to take a picture with it and tweet it out so that way everybody knows that it's here. So, What are you going to do with that flat, Ronnie? Are you going to bring it maybe to a Tigers game or a uh, Red Wings game or anything <laughs> like that? Uh, I've got some things in mind. I'm going to maybe get a hold of, uh, of a producer or two from the Stern Show before I ultimately decide what to do. But I've got a couple of things in mind, and um, I, 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 I – yeah. Yeah, go, on, go ahead. What's that, Gary? Well, I need to cut you off. It's Gary. I have a lot of friends out in Detroit at WWW4, and they they still keep in touch with Alex English and Adrian Daly, who was a father figure of that Detroit Pistons team. And they also know Bob Pro. They also knew. Uh, they also knew Joey Koser, who played with the Wings yes, and the Rangers, uh, mm-hmm. and Eddie Mio, who played goalie for both teams. Hey, Gary, remember Ron? Du- remember Ron Duguay's haircut? <laughs> you know, it's funny. He pops in every so often. This, he thought, obviously, he's a big, big listener of ours. We used to get him on the show when we were back at WNBC. Like, yeah, NBC. And uh, we had Ron up a couple times. And real good guy, uh, huge fan of our show. And, uh, I, you know, it's funny. When we meet, when you talk with him, 
you know, he's, he's held up better than John Bon Jovi, which he always gets a lookalike. They always compare the two with their looks. Now that, and now he got the short hair just like John Bon Jovi, which is funny, yeah, which you, is kind of great. Yeah, Gary and I can remember a time where NHL players didn't have to wear helmets. I don't think Jasper right. and, and uh, Jason... Uh, we're alive for that, but I think uh, so- oh, not so. <laughs> Gary and I recall that, and Ron Duguay he had long, flowing hair, and he played for the Wings and the and the uh, Rangers, and a big Stern. Oh my fan. God, big Stern! I fan. remember, I remember. This is years ago when I used to watch a lot of hockey, and uh, he would get some. He would come out on the ice, you know, hop over the boards, and picture him in the line that was able to fill us Mazzino, two of them without helmets. And Dave Maloney on defense had their hair used to flap in the wind. And Danny Gare of the Red Wings, same thing. Yeah, Danny <laughs> and, Gare, uh, the captain of the Red Wings, number 18, before Steve Eisman was drafted in 1983. Oh, it was on. It was on. Right, Dave Farrell, do you remember that? Oh, I know. That was the team. Those Wings teams of the 80s, I love Tim Shevel. Tim never buy a Chevrolet from Chevrolet. That guy was awesome. Uh, my favorite, though, wing of all time. Not Paul McCartney and not uh, Denny Lane, who was with McCartney and the Wings for a little while when they did the Wings Over America tour. Oh, yeah, back in 1979. Yeah. Now, my favorite wing of all time was Bob Probert. That guy can mix it up with anyone. Number 24, no, no, no. a, a uh, power forward. Unfortunately, some oh. of the demons got to him, and uh, right. he's no longer with us. That, the same demons that Russo was talking about with Anthony, uh, Anthony Finetch. Yeah, same yeah. thing. That's right. They didn't do it to you all the time. It's amazing how... Russo sounds a lot like Beetlejuice when he gets excited. <laughs> no, that was a white cold boy shot, but that's okay. It's all good. That's true. I didn't, actually, I didn't realize that. All right, Francesca, we're back. All right. Uh, we'll take out. Uh, we'll talk to Troy Aikman at five. Uh, uh, we'll talk to Lions ex-quarterback uh, uh, Eric Kramer. So, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, in the uh, sports pope are what having reuniting for what some charity event in the uh, new year? March thirtieth. That's right. Uh, Go out to dreams will be brought to you by Outrout. We're gonna be there uh, again. You want to win tickets? You go online and you could do that. And uh, you see my side will be some will be some special musical guests. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. And uh, we'll be just talking about the old days, you know, when we started together back in 19... What year was it, Gary? Or 39. That's right. We started together. We both... We were on AM on 660. You guys get that frequency out there, correct? Yeah, you like you probably get WJR 760 in Detroit, and we get 660, uh, you know, at night if you're uh, if there's not a lot of clouds in the uh, sky. That's right. Uh, I, actually, I actually remember getting WJR when they used to play a little bit music. And I remember hearing Let Me Love You Tonight by the Pure Prairie League. Actually, peaked at number nine, nineteen seventy nine. Can I sing a little bit of it? Yeah, let go me ahead. Love, let me love John Hine tonight. There's a billion stars in the sky. Let me love you, WJR AM Gold. And on a good night, you, I, I do get some of the, I do get those broadcasts. Um, and JD, you 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 can hear the Cincinnati uh, WJR, right? Oh yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I could hear that. J.D. Harmeyer, yeah. Stern Show video uh, producer now on the air. Big, bangle, right, big Bengals and Reds fan. The Bengals are, you know, the Bengals, the Bengals now, they, uh, Anthony McCarron's son, so, and they, they, they just got to keep running, you know, the guy hey, that's Jason, Jason, with Denver, Jason real quick, how, how, know, how, how, how often do you wash your bed sheets, Jason? I don't know. I heard, I heard it yeah, was Jason. every, yeah, I heard it was every nine months. <laughs> how often do you wash your bed sheets? 
I might go every two weeks, but I mean, I definitely, JD, you know, hopefully JD is back to a better schedule than once a year at this point. (laughs) Again, I don't know where you get your information from, but but I didn't say, all I said was, I don't know when the last time I did them, and like, it's a whirlwind and shit. Hold on. Hold on a second, Howard. Look, look, the uh, JD sheets are on the phone. Oh, I was about to ask you about that. Go ahead. Hey guys, it's your time. Just got glazed again last night. <laughs> Sorry about our end of audio here. We're having a couple of problems. I'm having a little problem on my on my eyes. That that probably would be a good time to wrap it up. I would like to thank Artie Lane, Gary Delabate, Vinny Favalli, Jamie Harmeyer, Mad Dog Russo, Mike Francesa. I'm sure Steve Lankford. Jason Fielder, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, but thanks for everyone for making this the uh, DSR Christmas show Aww. special that nobody will ever forget. I want to thank Jasper Welcome. Apollonia. I love me. Good friend. I love me. Good listen. Good, good friend of Jackson Delabate at Syracuse University. Uh, we yeah. tried actually to have Jackson on. He did not answer us, but, uh, you know, in the future. And they had a tough loss to St. John's the other day. And then at St. John's goes on to lose the incarnate word for San Antonio. Ah, uh, right away. We can't rebound, man. It stinks. What's wrong with your well, boy Beheim? I thought, I thought that I thought that they're from San Antonio. I thought they brought some spurs with him, like Cadillac Anderson <laughs> and uh, and Gary. Uh, what was his name? Gary Player. No, that was a golfer. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks, Mad Dog. Thank you, Jessica. Everyone, oh, I want to wish you, you a uh, happy Hi, holidays. Hi, Ma- Merry I Christmas. love you. <laughs> I love you more. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is going to get real weird. <laughs> I, never, I, I need, I need you. I never thought I was a daughter. Tell nobody, nobody. You are hard. You are the beat as well. All right, thanks, everybody. Jason. <laughs> I don't know where to pull the parachute at this point, but uh, I think we just ended. Thanks, thanks, Sour. You are the greatest, the uh, best. The best. If you want, if you what's the website, Sour? Um, hey, Sour Shoes. What's the what's the website? It's www.sourshoes.biz. Biz. That's the website. Uh, I, I I don't know what just happened over the last half hour, but I hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you a week from today. You will have the DSR Raggies uh, on with Jasper. And on that note, on that note, good night, everyone. Thanks, thank, thank you. Oh, love you too, Sour. This is a previously recorded episode.